Welcome back to Talks with Tyra. I'm your host, Tyra, and on today's episode, we're going to answer some Q&A questions. So questions and answers that I've received in my Facebook group. So we're going to talk about what should you do about nighttime cravings, how often should you work your abs, what's the best way to get lean without a bulk, and a few other questions. So let's get to it. Okay, so the first question I received, it says, I'm having trouble with night cravings. What advice do you have for night cravings? First off, the biggest question that I have, if somebody asks this first, is are you eating enough calories during the bulk of your day? So are you eating enough calories for breakfast, lunch? Are you having snacks? Like, are you craving things because you're under eating throughout the beginning of the day? A lot of the times, that is the easiest solution to implement more calories earlier on in the day to prevent nighttime cravings. The simplest solution for that is to begin to track your calories and kind of figure out where you're at. Calorie tracking is such a good tool. I don't think that it should be used long-term, but I think that it holds a lot of value in short-term spurts. So simply track your calories, track your breakfast, any snacks, lunch, dinner, and then see if you're under eating, see if you're coming up short with calories. And then compare that to how many calories you actually should be eating. In order to figure out how many calories you actually should be eating, there are plenty, plenty of calorie calculators out there on the internet. You simply just type in your height, your weight, your age, all those things, and it gives you a good idea of where you should be at. Another thing you can look at here is frequency of meals and if you're skipping meals. Ideally, you want to have breakfast, lunch, dinner, obviously. Sometimes people snack. Sometimes people don't snack. I feel like there's a lot of information on the pros and cons of snacking. I snack personally, just throwing that out there. But I think that if you're going to skip meals, then that's going to lead to late night hunger as well. So just making sure that you're having adequate amount of calories during the earliest portions of your day, breakfast, lunch, potentially snacks, if that's something that you decide to do, and making sure that the meals that you are having in the earlier portion of the day are well balanced. So you're having a good protein, a good carb source, a little bit of fat, and potentially some fiber in those meals. Another thing to note here is just to make sure that you're drinking enough water. So sometimes your body can mix up hunger and thirst cues. So sometimes you might feel hungry at night, and honestly, it's just your body craving water. So instead of immediately going to that snack and kind of Honing in on that craving, maybe just try some water first. And if it's still, if it's still there, obviously honor that craving because if you don't honor that craving, your body's just gonna continue to crave something. And until that craving is filled, it's just always gonna want it. So check out your water intake. Ideally, we want to consume half of our body weight in ounces plus an additional 16 to 20 ounces per hour of exercise. The next question is, how often should you be training your abs? If you would have asked me this when I was doing a figure competition in 2011, I would have told you, because this is what I was taught, that you cannot overwork your abs or your calves. That those are two muscle groups that you cannot overwork. After doing further research, I learned that that's not necessarily true. It seems like an adequate amount of times that's recommended per week tends to be two to three times per week, just like any other muscle group your abs are a muscle that need recovery. They thrive off of recovery. They thrive off of rest. So you should at least give them a little bit of rest time, just like you would any other muscle. It would be sufficient to train them twice a week or three times a week, even allowing a full rest day in between each training session. The next question is, 
what is the best way to get lean without a bulk? So the end goal here, the person who asked this says that they're looking to have good muscle definition. I would say for this one that if you are wanting to get lean, first off, you want to make sure that you've been living in a good maintenance period for a very good amount of time. Like you've been living there, happy there, maintaining, eating an adequate amount of calories before you were to cut and get lean. So you, you're wanting to, your end goal here, we're seeking fat loss, but we're also seeking muscle definition. So whenever we're losing this fat, we are shredding that fat and our muscle definition is going to be revealed. So with this, you want to, again, maybe temporarily track your calories, see if you're eating enough. That's going to be your maintenance calories because everybody's calorie goals are different. So you want to make sure that you personally have been eating for maintenance. And then what you want to do is you want to slowly shred. So you want to slowly cut back calories, slowly get into a calorie deficit. So eating less calories than you burn, but slowly and try and do it in a way that's going to allow you to preserve as much muscle mass as you can as you cut. I know for a long time that people acted like it was impossible to gain muscle and lose body fat at the same time. But the more that I've been in this space and the more that I've done this personally, I have seen that through certain scans that it is absolutely possible to gain muscle and lose fat at the same time. I feel like that's a myth that needs to be busted. And just making sure that you are consuming enough protein, you're doing enough strength training, you will definitely be able to maintain that muscle definition, shred that fat, and get to your goal and where you're looking to be. The final question I have here is, is it true that high reps are equivalent to toning and low reps equivalent to bulking? Which one is better? First off, I think you need to ask yourself, or I would need to know a little bit more information. What are your goals? What are you looking to achieve? I think that a lot of times we're looking to build muscle and lose fat. So that's my, that's my first thought process. So ideally the rep range for fat loss and muscle building likely occur within the six to 12 rep range. But a study was performed and it said that um, a resistance, a study of resistance trained young men found that in lightweight with high reps performed until failure, that was equally effective in stimulating muscle proteins as a heavyweight with low reps. So if you're looking to build muscle, the study basically said that you're not going to go wrong either way. I think that that every training program is going to be most effective if it has both rep ranges built into it. So you have some workouts, some exercises that are going to be the lower end. And then you have some exercises built in on the same day that are going to be a little higher in the higher rep range. That will conclude today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon.